If we are of God, we know the voice of God. And we know the voice of devils. It's very easy. Devils come to steal, kill, destroy. Jesus comes that we would have life and have it more abundantly. So which voice would it be if we heard the following? You're going to be cut out. You're not going to be saved. You're not doing well enough. Which voice do you think that would be? Of course, it's devils. If it's trying to terrify you, if it's trying to condemn you, you shouldn't have done that. That was probably exactly what you should have done. You shouldn't have said that. That was probably exactly what you should have said. As we live on this present earth, the word, Jesus, is our light. He brings thoughts to our mind to show us the way to go, and we who belong to God follow him. We know his voice. What does he say in John 10? Let's just read this chapter starting with verse 1. Jesus says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that entereth not by the door unto the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. But he that entereth in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the porter openeth, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calleth his own sheep by name, and leadeth him out. And when he putteth forth his own sheep, he goeth before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. And a stranger they will not follow, but will flee from him, for they know not the voice of strangers. Just think about this. When we belong to God, we know his voice. We know when he speaks to us. We know the ideas that are from God because his yoke is easy and his burden is light. We also know the voice that is from strangers, from devils, because those devils will try to get you to do something that will end up destroying you. When we belong to God, we know the difference. Now, a great many do not belong to God, and so many people want to do great works for God. And they set about to do great works for God. I get letters all the time from ministers all over the world who tell me, oh, we're building a school for homeless children. We're building orphanages. We're building homes for old folks. We're giving away Bibles at all our meetings. And they want me to send them money because they don't have money to do their works. That's not God. They're not God. The works are not God. None of it's God. Don't be sucked into something like that if you're of God. That's devils. Authored by devils, it's executed by men who do not know God. 
but who are trying to do works for God. Jesus says, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and go in and out and find pasture. The thief cometh not, but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and they might have it more abundantly. The greatest problem that I've had in my life concerning the voice of God, and really I knew that it wasn't God, I suppose, but it was when I had trouble with somebody in the church and I had separated from that person as a result of the trouble. And then I felt guilty and felt, oh, I should reconcile with the person. I wasn't led by God to reconcile with the person. I felt guilty. That's devils trying to get you to reconcile with the person. That's a devil trying to get you to bring that person back who is a constant problem, who is a prick in your eyes and thorn in your side. That's a devil trying to get you to reconcile. That is not the voice of God. And that is not how God would do it if he wanted you to reconcile. That's the wrong voice. So when we have a thought like that, we've got to recognize these thoughts that are from devils because they're trying to kill us. They're trying to get us to do something that would harm us, that would maybe even cost us salvation. It might discourage us so much that we would turn from the faith. We must not follow those voices. We must recognize that is the voice of a devil. The voice of God is pure, peaceable, gentle, easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits without partiality and without hypocrisy. James 3.17 Keep that before you. Another important scripture on knowing the voice of God would be Matthew chapter 11. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. If there's some kind of idea that's going to get you into difficulty, extreme difficulty, that's very hard to do, complex, expensive, you can know immediately you have not heard from God. For the things that are God are easy to be entreated. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Jesus says, Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart. So many things that get us in trouble is when we try to excel and achieve things and rise above other people. That is called emulation in Galatians chapter 6, and it is a work of the flesh. So when an idea comes that would have us do that, that is immediately has a spotlight on it that is not of God. So we learn which one's of God, the voice of God, versus the voice of strangers, the voice of devils, the voice of the world, because they're opposite. 
Pam Paget has two very big dogs. They're Aussie Doodles, very sweet natured. We take them to the dog park frequently, and I get to sit in the car and watch dogs as they play because they've got a tall fence around the dog park, and the the person handling the dogs can take the dog in the fenced area, big fenced area, and has great big ponderosa pines. It's really pretty here. And Pam turns the dogs loose, and they run with other dogs and play with other dogs. And then when she gets ready to leave, she'll start toward the gate, and they'll be doing something else. But even without calling them, they're aware of her. They don't follow a stranger. They follow Pam. Pam's dogs follow Pam. The other people have the same thing. I sit there and just fascinated watching how those dogs will be out there playing with other dogs, running as hard as they can, chasing things, chasing each other. And then they just put on the brakes and they see their owner start toward the front gate and they take off after the owner. That's the way we should be. We know God. We know Jesus. We know the voice of God. And we follow him. And we don't follow those strangers. Though those strangers try to speak to us, we don't follow them. John ten fourteen, Jesus says, I am the good shepherd, and I know my sheep, and I am known of mine. When we find our life beginning to dry up a little bit, often God will give us an idea and we move into a new pasture for a while. We're in a place of safety. We're in a place where there's plenty of peace, where there's food and shelter. Now, our flesh wants excitement. So often the flesh jumps at the idea of moving into some place where it's more exciting. And the devil will be very happy to help our flesh to get to that place. But it is also a place of destruction. In Proverbs 14, there is a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. We don't have to be, I don't think we have to be terrified. I think we know the voice of God. It's pure, peaceable, gentle. God takes us out with joy and peace. He leads us forth with joy and peace. Have you ever had on your list that you had to go shopping a certain day or you had to have your hair cut a certain day, but you just didn't want to do it? You got to that day and you just hated the idea of doing it, but the world teaches you grit your teeth and bear it, and you try to go that way. See, that's not the voice of God. God leads us forth with peace and joy when we're following him. I know some people will think, but you you can't just go an easy way. You've got to grit your teeth and bear it and go through these hard things to make you have character. I, I don't believe that. That's not what I see from the Bible at all. And God says, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. When we are of God, 
when we are trying to follow him. This is his voice for us. Recently, I ran into just a real problem. And it took me several days before the solution was there. Finally, I just called out to God and I said, This is a mess. I really need help. I know I need to warn the Christians about this voting thing. But I don't seem to have the right way to warn them. Well, God gave me the right way. He brought some scriptures to my attention to share with people, which I did. I knew I needed to warn them because all around us in the United States, in the month of October, we are hearing this, you must vote, vote. You must vote. It really was troubling me. It's my position called by God to warn the church. Well, I finally did warn them after I sorted through the way to go. Because I was reminded of the year 2016 when I happened across the Democratic National Convention on television I'm a very non-political person. I am not affiliated with either party. But this happened to be a Democratic convention. And I was shocked. There was a person sitting on the platform. And I was sure that was a man. But he was dressed like a woman, in a woman's dress. And the television cameras would show him. He even had a partial beard, but was wearing a dress. I know both parties accept homosexuals and lesbians. I know they do. I've seen them at their rallies when I happened across a rally. I know both Republicans and Democrats do that. Why do they do that? Certainly not because they know the Bible. They want the block of votes that comes from the homosexuals and lesbians. Do you really think we are going to affiliate with such? See, we know, we know that's wrong. I don't know why. There is such a movement to get individuals to vote. I don't understand it. But it is a huge thing. Even the NFL today has big, huge banners, signs, placards saying vote. They have it on the goalposts. They have it on the back of the helmets of their players. Why? Why? Why can't it say, turn to God and see what you should do? Which one is peace? Well, it's certainly not peace to think of waiting in line to vote. But it's not peace for me to think of politics in any form. Because I know they violate so much of the word of God. Though they try to look godly. 
to get the vote of the church. Oh, this is a horrible problem. I don't know if you have it in other countries, but we certainly have it big time in the United States in October of the election year, which 2020 is an election year. It's my job to warn the church. Beware of this evil that is coming before you. It is not good. It is evil. Well, God gave me a way to warn them, to warn the church. And I did warn them. And after I warned them, I was free. Up until I gave the warning, I felt I was sort of bound up under pressure. Pressure to do the warning, but not knowing exactly how to do it. Well, God showed me how to do it. He reminded me of the homosexual acceptance. And then I could easily do it. What does the Bible say about homosexuals and lesbians? Romans 1. Start at verse 24. Wherefore God also gave them up to uncleanness through the lust of their own hearts, to dishonor their own bodies between themselves, who changed the truth of God into a lie and worshipped and served the creature more than the Creator who is blessed forever. For this cause God gave them up unto vile affections. For even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature. And likewise also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust one toward another, men with men, working that which is unseemly, and receiving in themselves that recompense of their error which was meet. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. We speak the truth from the Bible. When the door is open, we speak truth. For truth gives opportunity to be saved, to turn from sin. I don't know about you, but I can tell you how I was born again. I had been looking at a book about sin that a friend of mine had at her house. I was at her house recovering from an operation, and she and her husband had this library, and I had picked out this book and was looking at it concerning sin. God spoke to me by his Spirit and said, Joan, you know those mistakes you've been making all these years? Those weren't mistakes. Those were sin. I thought, sin? I thought they were mistakes. I was born again then, given the Holy Spirit. Then I could recognize what I had been doing had been sins. We are born again and saved by the Word of God when it comes to us, the truth from God. I had been baptized in water at 15, joined the Church of Christ, where my aunt goes. I thought I was a Christian. But that morning when I was leaving Donna's house, 
I turned to her as I walked past and said, By the way, Donna, I don't think I was a Christian before now. She said, What? What? Come back, Joni, come back. See, it never really occurs to you that anybody will care. But they do. Other Christians really care. So I turned around and went back and I told her that I'd been looking at this book about sin and God spoke to me and here's what he said. And I thought now that I had been changed and was different. Well, I was very different. Now I had the Spirit of God inside me to show me the truth. But Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14, The natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him, neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. But when God is going to save you, he'll open your eyes to the truth, open your ears to the truth. You will hear the word of God, and you will be changed. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. So we know what it's like to be born again when we're born again. But before you're born again, you don't know what it's like. After we are born again... And we hear, we hear from God. We have thoughts that are from God. We recognize God. We have thoughts that are from the devil. We recognize that's from the devil. After we're born again, after we have the Spirit of God. After we spend time in Scripture, such as Matthew 11, And the scripture that God used with me to get me to turn loose of disobedient churchgoers and leave them alone is in Titus chapter 3. I really worked on this scripture on doing it. Titus chapter 3, verses 10 and 11. A man that is an heretic, after the first and second admonition, reject knowing that he that is such is subverted and sinneth and being condemned of himself. I began to actually count the number of times I had brought the word of God to that individual, as he was called in my mind. If I had warned that individual with godly exhortation, after the first and second warning, Reject him. Don't try to keep teaching him. Do not entangle yourself in his life because he will trouble you constantly with his way of life. He's already rejected the word of God once or twice. So I worked very diligently on this scripture and did it until it became a way of life for me. We know when something's of God because we have in us the Spirit of Truth, the Holy Spirit, the Comforter, 
to show us things of God, to speak to us. We know when something is of God. Now, there are a lot of church people, churchgoers, that do not know the voice of God. And they say, oh, you better be careful. Oh, you better be careful. Now, what is that? That's a devil in them trying to frighten you. But Jesus himself said, my sheep know my voice. In closing, let's just look at that scripture once again. Because I know there are people in churches who will frighten you and make you think, maybe that's not of God. Now, who did that? Who, where do we have that example? Genesis chapter 3. The devil said to Eve, Has God really said that? Was that really God speaking? Recognize that a devil through those people is trying to frighten you. But we know the voice of God. It's pure, peaceable, gentle, easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality and without hypocrisy. James chapter 3 verse 17 very clearly tells us we know the voice of God. The thief cometh not but for to steal, to kill, to destroy. Jesus says, but I am come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Following God, following the Holy Spirit who is in us. Closing with John chapter 10, verse 27. Jesus says, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. How do we hear his voice? It comes to us in the form of a thought. It's like it's just an idea of how we can do something to help us. But if the thought is from the devil, we recognize it because it is another type of voice, a stranger. It's a voice that frightens us, that pushes us. The voice of God leads us. The voice of the devil drives us. But you can tell when it's the voice of God. My sheep hear my voice, says Jesus, and I know them and they follow me. Thank you for allowing me to speak with you today.